I, I wear specific costumes, all the yes. things, right? So that's mine. Tony's in the same show. He's in the ensemble. He has specific vocal parts. He mm -hmm. has specific dance parts. He has specific things, movement patterns and things he moves. He's responsible for on stage and off stage. Times that now by five. And then you have lovely Alex. And Alex is a swing. Mm -hmm. And Alex's responsibility is now to learn and be extremely proficient in all of those 10 separate tracks. Yes. All 10 of those tracks have different vocal parts. Mm -hmm. All 10 of those tracks have different dance parts, mm -hmm. different positioning on stage. Mm -hmm. So basically, when someone is sick or injured or out, you as the swing, if you cover their track, you pop in to that position and you literally do everything that they were supposed to be doing. It's literally, if you ever, like, if you just are bored, go on Instagram and look for hashtag swing nation. Mm -hmm. And you always, it's always some swing, specifically the Broadway shows that are just like sw swinging in for this part tonight, yeah. swing nation, because it is, it is, it is a blur. And like, it's one of those things that, because I've swung three roles before and that was insane for me. I'm scared to see what swinging more would be mm -hmm. like. Because, the, the, again, the trick with, with being a swing is that the first time you get to actually do it in a show, to, like, actually run mm -hmm. someone's track, is in the show. Yeah. So the only <laughs> reason... Don't swings don't typically get no. in rehearsals. So the only... Usually in a rehearsal, like, you'll be shadowing maybe yes. what they do. Because you do have to learn you all get, this I mean, stuff. you're there. You're you there for the learn it, yeah. But you don't, you learn from watching. There's but never the, a, in the run-throughs... There's not a swing or swings where swing where No. The yeah. only reason there, there would be is if there is um, an understudy. And they, and some Broadway shows do do this. They'll do once a week or once every two weeks understudy rehearsals. And if... If yeah. you swing, if a track, and this is only if, because this yeah, isn't everyone in the ensemble, if you swing a track where that other person, so I, Danielle, swing Tony's track, Tony is the understudy for a lead. Mm -hmm. So for understudy rehearsal or put in rehearsal, usually understudies rehearsals happen more so when it's a put in, when you know yes. that the lead or someone's going to be out, so you do an extra emergency rehearsal before the performance. Tony now assumes the the put in role of the lead. So I um, so he no longer is doing his ensemble track. So I, Danielle's the swing, have to then do his ensemble track. And if we are having this put in rehearsal, yes. I get to be part yes. of the rehearsal. Yes. But usually you don't Ooh. rehearse and you find out unless it is a pre-planned vacation type of situation. Which it, it never is. <laughs> you are told at the last minute. Yeah. That you are performing that night, and you have to know that specific track. The one that always cracks me up is literally like, it'll be like for the 1 p.m. show, Danielle swung for Tony's position. 
Tony got back from vacation. His flight's no longer canceled. He'll be here for the night show. But we need you to swing for Alex tonight at 8 p.m. So literally, or it's like Alex and Bobby are out tonight. So we need you to swing both their tracks. Yeah, and they'll basically like... Now that swing has to sit there and go through the script, typically with the assistant stage manager, and be like, these are the important things out of both of their tracks that need to happen. So those are the things that are going to (laughs) happen. And for the rest of the show, I'll only do so-and-so's part. Right. And then the other thing about swings is is so in in your show say you have an ensemble of 10 to 15 which is standard for the which is standard for the big musicals right at most there are four swings at most and honestly, what, and the reason two why Two men, that, two women, at yes, most. And what I'm starting to see a lot more now, which is why that number of how many people swing has gone up. Typically, I've met people where it's like, I'm the male ensemble swing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I swing every, every ensemble, single month, every male, male ensemble, ensemble track. And then you meet one other guy. He's like, oh, I'm the male principal swing. So he knows every supporting and every lead, every main yeah. guy, he knows all their parts. So and I would, same thing with, uh, yeah, same thing with I would girls. say that there is in, in your average Broadway show, there's between two and four swings yeah. for the entire show, yeah. which is why it is such a insane job is because you are responsible for so many, many different tracks and i would let's start with something as simple like a musical that's pretty standard that everyone would know like think of something like wicked or aladdin Mm -hmm. or like you know lion king you know if you're a swing for that ensemble there are a billion tracks that just they've got to be in your head so well that if you you know when i think of something like wicked or lion king a lot of those shows the set pieces are on animatronics, like they're mm-hmm. on tracks, rolling in and out and flying every which way. So like you can't be late for a cue or you're gonna get hit with a set piece. Yeah. You know, and there's no time to rehearse. So like there's a, uh, just like, that's why I said, a lot of people mentally do not have the capabilities to be a swing. So a lot of times, so while we're on the topic of swing, so we've gone through this, so a lot of times, um, people might think of swing as, oh, you're not good enough to perform. That is usually the the average, bullshit. the the, the ignorant. But swings it's actually true. people do think that. A lot of people think that. A lot of but people, that's and, such and especially especially the younger crowd who are starting out and auditioning, they don't they don't want to accept swing Prince roles. Of, I'm Prince better than that. Have more like lead big name actors have so much respect for swings because they know they can never do it. So a swing is actually an amazing role, and if you are offered a swing position at first you might be upset because you don't get to go on and perform right and that's fair that's so fair what why do performers why do performers do what they do is because they want to perform but a swing will never not work and as a as a swing it is because the team is trusting you and understands that you are that talented enough that you're able to cover multiple different tracks Mm -hmm. and know that when they need you they have you which is also why Swings are paid exponentially more oh, yes. than ensemble members, even though they don't perform. Because again, to be to to know a role so well that you can go on and do it on the whim means you have to basically know everyone's track in the entire show. Yeah, especially if you're swinging ensemble parts and like you just I, the vocal the vocal strength and power you need to be able to cover all female soprano parts, because let's be clear, with the female ensemble, you'll have a soprano one, soprano two, alto one, alto two, 
contralto maybe even mm-hmm. depending on the show so you have such a vocal range that these two females have got to be able to cover you know so you don't know what you're you you don't know what you're getting into until you go on so it's one of those things of like swings have to have like they it, people pay for those skills like i said to be on broadway to do that like they have no problem paying for a really good swing because they know they're not going to have to worry if they need someone to go on the on the drop of a hat um that's what i said you and, and daniel's right you're not the lead person you're not guaranteed to go on but it's why the industry will know, you know, I'm doing the XYZ show, blah, blah, blah is going to swing for me. Absolutely. They're amazing. Of course. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say a swing will never not work because every person I know that is a Broadway swing, they never are not booked on a Broadway show. Like yeah. it never fails. They are like blah, 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 just closed. Oh, are you going to, you know, are you going to take some time off? I'm like, I'm sure you'll find something else. Oh, I already have two more shows that are courting me. I get to decide what I wanted. Yeah. And it's because like, really? they and it's know. Like, they like, they know I'm no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like I had a friend, a friend that was swinging Aladdin, beautiful and wicked. Yes. Aladdin, beautiful and wicked. And I was like, how are you swinging all of them? She's like, I had a conversation with all the producers. They said they're going to pay me what I want. Or she was like, essentially, all of them were like, we can't pay. She said, I, if one of them wanted me to be exclusive, they'd have to pay me out my other two contracts. And all of them were like, now nah, we're not going to pay you out your contract. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all three of them are paying me. And I was like, what happens if multiple shows need you to go on? She goes, honestly, I go with my favorite. But if you ask them, I go, whoever asked me first. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And but like she again, in an industry where where performers often have so little control over what they do, she has all the power, and yeah. I know she absolutely swings loves it. will. Yeah, so swings will, swings will always work. They will a hundred and ten percent. They will always, 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 work, always work, and you will be paid more. And it is a way for you to, um, especially if you are starting out, as much as it might be frustrating, and even when you're older, you, learn. It, you, you learn, learn so much. You're going to meet so many people and work on so many projects. And um, it's one of the most coveted roles you could get, even though people don't think of it as one. It's, it's a coveted role that will, you'll never be famous, but you'll never not work. Yep. Yeah. Just, there's no better way to put it. Yes. It's like you won't be famous. People may not know your names, but you literally you will always You will be always book. So then moving on, you have your understudies. Yeah, the understudies. Yeah. So understudies are typically in the show. Yes. They usually come from you're usually in the ensemble. An ensemble. Now sometimes there is a situation where a supporting will also understudy a lead and then an ensemble member will understudy the supporting. Um, That's also a trend that usually happens in bigger shows. Yes. Uh the most the recent one I saw was Pippin. Mm-hmm. The brother Pippin the character of Pippin's brother. I can't forget his name. Oh, me right yeah, now. I can't remember his name right now. Pippin's either. brother in the musical Pippin. He's only in like Lewis. Lewis. Lewis is in mm-hmm. like two scenes and yeah, one song. Yeah, he's only in a couple of scenes, yeah. He yeah, he has like two scenes and one song by him as the character Lewis. So typically, especially this most recent Broadway revival well, a couple of years ago, Lewis was the understudy for Pippin. Yeah. 
And so if Lewis went on for Pippin, then someone, then a swing. The ensemble would go well, on understudy. for Lewis. The ensemble member who's the understudy for Lewis goes on as Lewis, and the swing goes in as, as mm -hmm. the ensemble track. So yep. that is the chain of events. Or if it's, or if someone's out, the ensemble member who's the understudy goes in for the lead, and then the swing, swing goes in for in. the ensemble. Yep. Yes. The swing is usually never going to go in for a lead because their job is to swing many, many, many tracks. Yes. So they cover all of the ensemble tracks. It is highly unlikely a it's swing. Just, it's hard. It's highly unlikely a swing will also cover a lead or supporting and going for that. That usually no, will not happen. Because there's often two to three understudies depending on yes. how big your show is. Yep. And it's just, and that's simply because like, if Danielle is, is my swing, she's too valuable to lose her to play Elphaba. Right. I don't, like, I, 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 she's, I need her to be able to cover 17 other parts. I don't need right. her playing Elphaba too. Exactly. Like, I just, I need somebody else that can only handle covering one or one. two parts. So that's why you have, you have understudies. Now, understudies, because you are, um, your part of your job is to learn two roles, your role plus the part you're understudying, yep. you are paid a little more in your contract. Yes. It is not as much as being a swing. A no. swing will still get paid more than a person who understudies. Even if you're understudying the lead of the show, you will still get paid less than if you were yes. a swing. And depending on your contract, when you are an understudy that does go on, mm -hmm. you might get principal pay for that night or that week. Or that week. Like if you, week, if they typically. take like vacation, you might get paid principal for that week. And so I think that's something we should bring up when we're talking about um, understudies is that like, Understudies typically know when they're going on. Yeah. Because understudies, it'll be like, uh, like for instance, right now in the musical Tina Turner, Tina Tina Turner, that just celebrated their opening yesterday. Um, Adrian Warren, the main Tina, she doesn't do matinee performances. Mm -hmm. And that's because when she originated the role over in London, London doesn't do eight shows a week. No, they do six. They do six. That was and the, so literally that's the Evita thing. Yeah, and it's and it, it's just it's one of those things of and it's healthier really mm -hmm. I wish Broadway we adapted as well but mm -hmm. another another time but I remember when the announcement came out some people were concerned because they heard that Adrian Warren is so amazing that they wouldn't get to see her and she goes the, the she said the name of the understanding I can't remember at the moment um but she was like she's amazing and she goes but guys like honestly like she's like no one's ever done this show more than six times a week and I I'm going to be selfish. I don't want to try. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to try. I don't know if my body can handle doing yeah. it six times a week. And just seeing how that girl has to do the cryo legs and like is so broken down after that show. I'm like, okay, yeah. she deserves. But so that understudy knows that she's going on for every matinee performance. I usually like understudies will know like the lead, the, the part that they're covering, they'll take a week vacation, especially yep. if they're they're understudying a lead. Leads usually at some point, it's built into your contract. Oh, yeah. um, it's called leave even, of absence. Yeah, you, leave absence. you're allowed, you're allowed a week of a leave of absence. You're allowed an eight show week period of a leave of absence mm -hmm. to take vacation. Um, that is part of every equity contract. Oh. Um, and then also just like sometimes it's like, it, the principal got injured and we want yeah. to give them, you know, like tomorrow's a two show day. We really want them to rest at two show day. But um, so they'll be good unless to go that all week. of a sudden, like, oh, they were fine one night and then overnight they got really sick, which happens. It happens to all of us. Usually an understudy will have some sort of an inkling or know ahead of time, at least yes. 24 hours that they are um, 
going to go on. An understudy also, as opposed to a lead, will get time in rehearsal yes. to rehearse the track. So once a week is is an understudy rehearsal. Well, on the bigger shows that have the money. Yeah. That once a week just built into the weekly schedule of the theater is a understudy rehearsal where all the understudies come in and they sing all the parts that they understudy. Sometimes, like, I, there are probably, I'm sure there are more you can find, but I've seen a couple of videos circulating of, like, um, an understudy for Wicked, the guy understudies for Wicked. He covers all, he covers the wizard, Dr. Dilliman, and then the, under, the other guy understudy covers Bach and Fiero. Mm -hmm. So watching them sing everything during yeah. the understudy rehearsal is hilarious. Or like there's one understudy on Wicked that was like an Elphabet and Glenda, Glenda cover. Mm -hmm. So watching her sing the duet to herself was like hilarious. But like it's one of those things like in that understudy rehearsal, you get to sing through everything. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily, sometimes you do scenes, but like, it's not a full-blown costume rehearsal. No, you'll, you'll sing through things if there's a more complicated dance number or something that requires yes. you to work around multiple mm -hmm. people or props. If there's like a very specific like proper set piece or costume that is like very specific that you'll get to work with that. But it's basically trouble. It's a way to brush up on the vocals and the dance steps mm -hmm. and it's to troubleshoot anything that might happen to make sure you're good to go. And we will talk about this next part a little bit more with covers too, but understudies, typically if they're going to go in for a longer stretch, will get a put-in rehearsal. And put-in rehearsals are not always, again, it just purely depends on the circumstances of what you're dealing with. Most put-in rehearsals is the cast is called two hours before their normal call time, and it's a speed run through the mm -hmm. show. It's not like a full-blown, we're going to run the whole show without ever, no one's just going to pay out that money. Essentially what it is, they call the company an hour to two hours earlier than their normal call time. They speed through the show and maybe they'll be like, we're going to run one short day in Emerald City because that's the number where you move around the yep. stage a lot, you sing a lot, you need everyone there. Or typically yep. it's typically it's like defying gravity because that's the one where they fly they for the first to, time. They need to like set all that. They need to like, so like they, do all the, that. The whole, so it's like we speed through the show, we get to the defying gravity. Defying gravity is done at normal tempo with mm -hmm. everything, lights, camera, action because you're flying for the first time or, getting, or like um, no good deed, the opening number where Glenda goes into the, like, those are very technical things that they like, we need to show you what's actually going to happen. So you know what it's like mm -hmm. to be, you know, you have to get hooked up in the bubble, flown mm -hmm. up during the opening number, during the overture. So there's little stuff like that where certain shows will allow for things to happen. So that they kind of, so they kind of know, like uh, in Phantom, is it music of the night that he flies? Whichever number in Phantom where he's on like the, where he flies down on the chandelier like thing. Um, so there are certain numbers that will happen in a put in rehearsal. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's one thing. And then like, I think I, we mentioned before, so usually understudies, they do perform, right? So they're mm -hmm. in the ensemble or sometimes yes. they are a supporting role. So they are also part of that show every single day and night. So they, they mm -hmm. more so know the show inside and out. Something else about understudies is, um, some depending on what the appearance is you will usually get to do the special appearances meaning yes. if we're talking broadway meaning like 
broad like Broadway and Bryant Park type of yeah. things. Um, some even even sometimes like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They'll unless it's a big yes. name, unless it's a name as the lead, yep. they'll put the understudy in because they want to save the principal. And then the swing, depending on what the number is that's being performed, the swing, if it's, an, it's, if it's an ensemble number, the swings get to go on then. But usually understudies do get more performance opportunities to, to do the role they are understudying because there are these um, little things they get to do. And there, so here in New York City, a lot of the morning talk shows have Broadway week. Yeah. And unless you're like a brand new show where it's like, um, I don't they know. They got a Patty Lapone in Gypsy. Right. Like, unless it's one of those type of situations, the understudies are always the ones that get if up for you're those early not morning yet, shows. If you're not a name, if you're not like a even like a Broadway name, mm -hmm. um, or the show is being billed around your name, um, they'll put the understudy in to do mm -hmm. the to do that. Um, I even remember like my brother, his first show he ever did, A Christmas Carol. Um, they always did go to Morning America every year. And his first year he was in it, he was Scrooge at eight and he understudied Tiny Tim. So he was in the show as his part mm -hmm. and then he understudied Tiny Tim. And I remember for Good Morning America, they even like, um, they were like, he's gonna, he's gonna go on as Tiny Tim because Jimmy needs a break because he has to do four shows later that day. Right, like that's typically yeah. what happens because the, the big, which is why I'm a proponent for six shows a week for Broadway. Mm -hmm. The, it's not a hidden secret. It's just no one talks about it. It is possible to do more than eight shows in one week. Mm -hmm. And it those Christmas shows do happens. the Rockettes. Oh, Rockettes! Absolutely. Uh, Radio City Christmas Spectacular does, and then when A Christmas Carol was on Broadway, which. I know so much about because I basically grew it's up there. It's coming back this year. I've seen um, advertisements for it's it. Not, it's not the Alan Menken Christmas Carol. Oh. It's not the Alan. So I'm not excited the Alan Menken Christmas Carol, which was at Madison Square Garden for 10 years, um, because it only ran during the, during the holiday season from like November, middle of November yeah. to January, they also did, they usually did about um, between like 14 and 16 shows a week. Yep. And so even some, so the thing of it is even some Broadway shows, and I won't say even, Broadway shows also have some weeks where they exceed eight shows a week. Yeah, there's certain like specialty weeks, like so Kids Night on Broadway, they'll do extra shows. Kids Night on Broadway, they do an extra show. Um, most, and this one is, I, I do love this one, I, so I do want to mention it. So um, Broadway Cares, Equity, Fight yes. AIDS. Amazing. They do the Red Buckets, and so the Red Buckets, which They'll is like do the Donnap show. But what will happen if, they, particularly if there's something that major that's happened and everyone wants to donate, the cast will get together and be like, we want to donate a show. Yeah. So they'll do 11 shows that week. And anything over eight, the producers are like, we will donate this entire show. All the proceeds, right. To Broadway Because Cares. they are contracted to do eight a week. Yep. So if they donate a show, any ticket sales mm -hmm. from those extra, from nine through whatever, go straight to the charity. Exactly. Which is um, like So really I do cool. want to mention that is one, that's one of the positive sides to going over eight. Um, but then there's also like massive student matinees. Like mm -hmm. there are schools that do programs where they, everyone comes in and sees it, you know? So like... It very much happens where, you know, Broadway actors and actresses have to go over eight shows a week, which is why I think six should be the standard and then special weeks they go yeah. to eight. But that's just Tony. 
Um, and I say this as someone, I've not made a Broadway debut, but I've done eight shows a week and good Lord, like the pay is high because your body, like mm -hmm. that is what it is. The pay is high because of your body, your body and its needs. Um, but if we're gonna continue talking about this, we have to talk about covers. So, so covers or standbys, yes, which they are inter interchangeable, just so people those like, two words are no. interchangeable. Yes, covers yes. and standbys stand stand are under understudies and swings are not. <laughs> so, a cover or a standby is someone who again does not perform. Yep, they in that sense they are like a swing, however, their sole job is to cover a lead. Mm -hmm. That is it. Not more than one lead, not nope. a supporting role, never an ensemble track. Nope. Their goal is to only cover that lead for when that lead is out. And sometimes you will get the situation like Tina Turner or Avita when uh, back mm -hmm. in the 80s with Patti LuPone because it started in London. <laughs> it it's, this is a London thing, people. Um, where Patty would only same thing like she would do six shows a week and then Lonnie Anderson who was the cover not Anderson Ackerman Lonnie Ackerman who's the cover Ackerman, yeah. she um, she performed the two she performed two matinees and she was backstage standing by in case anything were to happen to Patty other times mm -hmm. and covers because we actually I don't know if you know but a former student of ours that we worked with um, she was literally like, she was a cover. She was the vacation cover for one of the lead actresses in the prom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, but like that was her title. It was yeah. like, it was like vacation cover. Yeah. Because this lead actress, it was her week when she was going to be out. And so it was like, she was covering her for the week she was on vacation. That was it. That was her only job. Mm -hmm. When old girl was back from vacation, she was not in the show. So <laughs> a lot of times you know, leads in shows will have understudies. Mm -hmm. But then there are covers. Not, and this is the difference. Not every show, not every role in a show has a cover or standby. Yeah, no. A cover or a standby position. And I don't know the pay on this, but my thought process would be it's probably up there on the pay scale because yeah. of what they're doing. The cover or the standby. Um, is covering a role in a show that is a lead, that is the title or one of the main characters that mm -hmm. is exceptionally difficult and demanding on the body and the voice. And yeah. it is a role where you could go or on even stage. even a, spe a specific look sometimes. Yes, you could go on stage and you are just as good or sometimes even better than the person who usually does that role. And the one thing that comes to mind was uh, a lot of people, I'm guessing a lot of people don't know this, but the musical If Then yeah. was Adina, Adina Menzel did this before Frozen, before the fame of Frozen and after Wicked. Um, I know she like recently gotten divorced and this is supposed to be like her music, her comeback to Broadway. And the cover, I like a lot of people saw the cover when the cover would go on and they would be like, oh my God, you're Adina Menzel. Mm -hmm. Because this woman looked, to me she sounded better, but she looked and sound very, like it was, 
Right. You could not, t like, unless you really know Adina, you would not know the difference between this woman. And so to random fans coming in. Right. It just, they it, they cast her because this woman was talented. Let's be clear. She earned her, she earned that role in that show, that cover spot. But like, it was so, it was such a specific, and granted, If Then is essentially like the movie sliding door. So it's yeah. like one character in two different realities. Um, so like, the character also basically leaves, I think she left stage like twice out of the yeah, entire show. Yeah, the So like, this is a role that like, you need a cover for. Yeah. Because one, everyone, Adina is a Tony Award winner. Like you need it, like you mm -hmm. need it all, you need all that. So you needed someone very specific in all of that. So the cover had to, they had to have a cover for that. I understudy wouldn't quite fit what they right. were looking for. Right, so a lot of these bigger shows, like I, I know for a fact right now, Wick, in Wicked, Alphaba and um, Glinda have covers. Yes, They have yes. covers. I know that in Frozen, Elsa and Anna have covers. Mm -hmm. I saw, I recently saw Frozen a couple weeks ago and I saw the covers, the standbys, and they were both Absolutely phenomenal. Specifically, I mean, the Anna was amazing too, but specifically the Wait, Elsa. Was your, was your Anna black? Yes. I know her. Oh, really? Yeah, I know yeah, her. Yeah, she was She was I know great. her. She was I was like, very, I felt like she said she was going on. She was very funny. Sorry, but like, she's, yeah. she's from Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm she, from, yeah. so like, I have friends that like, she was, she's phenomenal. She, yeah, she was phenomenal. She was very funny. God, we, but the so Elsa bad. in particular I haven't heard anything about her. I'm glad to hear that she was really in. Insane. She was so, this woman was, that. I'm like, that's why we see Broadway. And usually yes. what happens with um, these covers or standbys is, so they're for these larger roles, or I know like um, when Nine did their revival back in the early 2000s, Antonio. Oh I love that yeah. production. Yeah. It's one of my so favorites. So my brother also did that production. What? Yeah. Oh my God, that's a whole conversation yeah. when we get off the air. Yeah, so he did that production. I love that production. And I know that. Jane Chris with, uh, mm -hmm. oh with Jane Krakowski and Laura Benanti, yeah. That's um, my favorite. Got, yeah. It was an amazing production. Oh, it so good. won the Tony for Best Revival. Um, Deserve. But, um, so like, Laura Benanti was starting to become a name at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, Jane Krakowski was a name. Cheetah Rivera was a name. Right. Mary Stewart Masterson was a name. Was all a of that cast. is stacked cast. However, all of them had understudies. Mm. But, so they were people who came from the ensemble if they were out. But Antonio That's Banderas well. had a standby. I mean, obviously, Ooh. there's also no male ensemble. True. So, so that would make sense. sense. But, but he he was a standby. Um, and usually the other thing about standbys, covers, whatever you want to call them, is that unless there is an emergency, yeah, the only time you are performing is during that vacation week. Yeah. And... We're going to talk about emergencies in a second. Usually, usually covers are also being groomed unless it is a position where it is a name going into another name. So yes. like I remember Hello Dolly when, had name Hello after Dolly name was after name, name after name after name. name. That show 100% had a standby. Yeah. Or I know like uh, when 9 was happening um um 
after Antonio Banderas left, John Stamos came in. Yep. So the guy, uh, Paul Schaefer, Schneider, I, I'm butchering his last name. It's either like Schaefer or Schneider or something, Paul something. He's done a ton of Broadway shows before. If you saw him, you would know who he is mm. because he's done so many Broadway shows before. He continued to stay on as the cover. Mm, yeah. um, but that was because another name was coming in. Yeah. But usually... Unless but I'm sure they that have, paycheck was nice. So oh yeah, out, I'm sure. It was. Usually, unless there is another high-end, A-list name coming in, the um, standbys are being groomed to, to take, take over. over. Yes, absolutely. And that's also why they do nothing but cover this specific role. And what's so funny is, is a, a so a cover. The other, I think, specific and tricky thing I will say about covers is that a cover can go on at any time. Yes, in the middle of a show. And so it was what, what this was, Totally oh, Modern Millie. I was going to say, my parents saw a show where this actually happened to them recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So they saw, they saw a couple weeks ago, they were in town, they went and they saw Tootsie. And the show started with, not the person who did the Tootsie role, but another one of the leads. Uh -huh. So started, um, started the show, intermission happened. Came back from Act Two, announcing over the loudspeaker. Mm -hmm. Something happened during the end of that show. They did something to their body and they got hurt, and the cover had to go on for Act Two. Yep. Thoroughly modern Millie. I got to meet one of the ensemble guys years ago in high school, and he was like the worst. He we, we asked him, he was like, "What was the worst experience you ever had on the show?" He was like, "We had a new guy go into the show, like a new actor that was a part of the company." He was so nervous that in speed, uh, to be fair, Thoroughly Modern Millie was a rotating metal stage because they tap dance. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know that. It was a rotating metal stage. So think Hamilton, but it's all metal because everyone's tap dancing. The guy got so nervous that during a cartwheel, he was like two feet too far forward. So his cartwheel clipped the nose of Jimmy, the mm -hmm. lead guy in Millie, clipped his nose, clipped so it clipped jimmy's nose and it clipped jimmy's understudy as well so literally like speed test ended they got them off stage they held in the darkness to clean up blood mm -hmm. got him off stage and literally for the next scene jimmy was in mm -hmm. that like the cover was on for jimmy yeah the next scene yeah speed test i can't it was like early in the show i just i just know that like whenever that happened it was like the very yeah. next scene like they were cleaning up blood and putting Jim, the cover in costume yeah you know, so it's, and it's all like, so it was just one of those things where literally like the next scene, and it's like, the crazy part is they held the actors in the wings as all this was mm -hmm. happening. So like literally you got to the next scene and like Millie didn't, like Sutton Foster didn't know that it's like yeah. a whole new actor changed thing. There's also a thing. So and like, I think that this, I think oh. that this might vary show to show depending on the production team and the, the company management team and everything, but there also is, um, I know this happens on multiple shows where if you are a swing, you can leave after the first 30 minutes of the show. So you have to it's, be- It's contract-based. You have okay, to be, okay, it's contract-based. Contract you have to be in the vicinity. You only have like a certain number of like blocks you can leave. Yeah. But if you're like, okay, the, the show's been going on for 30 minutes, I'm going to leave and go get food. As long as your cell phone's on and you're within like a couple blocks of the theater, you can leave. So a cover may not. No. May not. No, you cannot as a cover. A cover must stay in the building. Um, 
a cover. I get. I have. So it is contract by contract. It's either thirty minutes into the show or intermission. Mm. It just depends on the nature of the show. And I learned the intermission will happen just because sometimes Act One closing finales are really crazy. So they just want to so make they sure to intermission. And so it, it's like the rule is you you must be within. I think it's half a mile of the theater. Yeah, it's got to be really... So, like, in New York, that's, like, a couple blocks. Yeah. So, you, mu- you must be walking distance. Like, you must be able to get to the theater without be- without the aid of a vehicle. It's, yeah. It's, it's what it is in New York. Um, that, I think that was the other one. And also, it's, like, at the end of the... It's, like, you may leave... It's, like, you can leave during... I think it's, like two minutes left of the closing number, you're allowed to leave. Yes, yeah, so you're allowed to it's clock like two, out. It's like two, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like so two minutes you, into the closing number or something like so that. So you, you, like you have to go back to clock out. So if you're, if you, oh, yes, you have make to it, go back. if you make it to 30 minutes or an hour at the end of act one or whatever your contract says and you're allowed to leave, you can leave, but you have to come back. Usually you have to come back before the last like 15 minutes of the show or something. Mm-hmm. And then until that two minute mark happens, you can't leave. You are not free until that two minutes. And like that, it's literally like yeah. if it's a six minute opening number, they hold you for four. Those last two. Yeah. Because they, they just want to make sure everything um, um, is fine. Covers, you just sit there. You're in the building. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're but there. the role of a cover is more so in tune, I think, with a swing in the sense that like it is a, it is more coveted. Yes. Um, and you will always work. The thing about a cover, a standby, is that more times than not you're being groomed to take over and it's especially in this day and age it's like you depending on what the life of the show is because i know right now i saw the original cover for once on this island for daniel Mm -hmm. it was a cover and then when the original left he took over the role Mm -hmm. finished the broadway run of it and now he's the daniel on tour yeah on this island tour yeah so like they groomed him he took over the restaurant and now he's on tour because the show closed on yeah so he's still with the show i mean they like they haven't they haven't announced anything i know that the contracts for the two that are the leads in frozen are about to end and expire and they've been with the production since it was in its pre-Broadway run oh, in Denver. God. Are you telling me Aisha's about to? Um, there's been no, there's been nothing I said. Would love for her. There's to take been over. there's been nothing said. But I remember when my mom and I went and saw it. My mom and I both agreed like they are they are both definitely being groomed. And I would be oh, surprised yeah. if they if they because didn't, if they didn't take over. In her particular case with Aisha, um, Aisha. It's gotta be I Aisha. think so, yeah. That sounds right. Um, yeah, that sounds Aisha. right. I was like, I don't know anybody else. I think it's Aisha, only... but with like an A. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, she, several people saw the show and they were like, oh my God, we love you more than Patty, who is the original actress yes. that plays Anna. And she was like, I'm not going to disrespect that girl, that woman. She's been with the show longer than I have. Yeah. But Aisha came up, like, she's the original cover. Yeah. So she's been with it for that long. So. I think so is the other, so is the other one. So, Um, yeah, I'm just saying I would love for her to go in everything. I, 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 that is my. phenomenal. That is how my mom and I saw it is. Uh. That's our singing suspicion is they are both going to take over because they were phenomenal together Uh. and phenomenal separately in their parts. But also, again, it's very. So we've kind of talked about, and again, we talked about kind of like the accidents or craziness of it, but I kind of want to talk about like the reason why swinging, covering, understanding is not for everybody Mm-mm. is because let's be like you, 
you especially as a swing and partially as a cover even though a cover is getting groomed to go on the hype around frozen has left mm -hmm. you know so like you you may not be known outside of your industry yes mm -hmm. you're gonna have specific fans that like follow broadway shows you know that would get to know you but they're thankless parts like mm -hmm. to be able to step in and do this on the fly is very very hard you may not be as vocally mm -hmm. warm or as physically warm as you want to be that day when you're just kind of thrown into it yeah but also like you got to go on and watch someone do the role that you want to be doing yeah. and you may never go on you may never go on so there's um a musical that i'm obsessed with um called strange loop that i saw at um playwrights horizon um not too long ago and one of the they were doing like the behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that and they were talking about one of the understudies and he was like you know what what is your dreams and goal in life and he was like to go on yeah and th this was my this was the instagram cast takeover because i knew one of the cast members and he talked to, and he was like really he was like he's like it is he's like this is my first time understudying and he's like the hardest part about understudying he's just like i love this guys i love this company i love this music but he was like you're all so damn healthy and mm -hmm. you're never out. And he was like, he's like, I know you all work really hard to not be out because you all love singing this material every single night. He's like, but I would just like to go on. Yeah. You know, and it's, and uh, that was a run, that's off Broadway theater. So like that run was, an, you know, um, a limited engagement. I think that ran like 12 or 16 weeks or something like that. Um, and that was it. But yeah. there are people that are on Broadway that literally is like, yeah. I'm an understudy and I haven't gone on this year. Yeah. And you're like, it's December. I have not gone on since before January. Yeah. And it's like, they've had like seven different replacements to get. Yeah, I have not gone on this year. Yeah. Or you get something that's like, I went on twice this year. She caught pneumonia for two days. You know, like, right. it's one of those things that we're like, as an understudy, it's very hard to like go on and give the performance of your life and then you may not touch it for six months. Like that is why I go, it is a very, this industry in and of itself is a very mental, mental strong game, but also everyone doesn't have the pieces no. to do it. And you know? to be able to, to memorize all those tracks and, and have the stamina to know, like I may not ever get to go on, but if I do have to go on at the last minute, it's gotta be my A plus game. It's right. a really big deal. And so like, yeah, you know what? Like those, those positions, like they do, they, they should be paid more. Absolutely. They do, they absolutely do deserve to be paid more than those who are performing every day because they have to do a lot more and they have to deal with it differently. Oh, so yeah. they deserve what they get. And I don't think anyone in a Broadway show would say like, oh no, they don't deserve as much as me no. and the ensemble member. That's that is, not what we're saying, but they definitely no. do. Um, it's just, it's a different, cause like I'm thinking of a friend is, uh, he's a swing for Moulin Rouge right now. The, he's a male ensemble swing. And literally like when he, the first chance he got to go on, like I remember him like crying because it's just like, he posted that he was going on and his sister's like, I can be on a plane in like the next hour. And he was like, don't you have work? She goes, it doesn't matter. You're making your right way debut. Mm -hmm. He's like, but yeah, like there'll be other chances. She's like, we don't know if there will be, I'm coming. Yeah. And so like his sister flew in, like it was this whole thing, like just watching him, you know, making his Broadway debut on a whim that he got thrown in, you know, he's been on twice now. And that show's been running for a few months now, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just, it's one of those things of like, I I can understand the deterrent from, you know, wanting to swing or wanting to cover, but I, 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 
from the times I from the time that I have swung, it was very artistically fulfilling mm-hmm. to do, and it's just like I've it's it is not for the. It's not for the pain of heart. You like you have to be a hard worker. Yes. To be to be any of these three parts. Yeah. Um, you get some people, and like I said, you get some people that are Broadway understudies or are Broadway swings because it's a special career. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just a it's a special skill that you can't cultivate. Because let's be clear, like how many musicals, how many people can remember? everything they do in a musical and don't go on for an entire year, you know, like, and not, and not just one role, but multiple Multiple roles. roles. And it's hard because, you know, the hope is that, Oh my God, I booked a Broadway show. I'm the swing. I booked a tour, whatever. I'm the swing. And the hope is like, I get to be part of this amazing production and maybe I'll get bumped up or I'll go into another show and they'll see that I've done, I have a Broadway credit now or a mm-hmm. national tour credit and I'll Absolutely. get a position. But there are people who make careers out of being swings. And like, I just want to say like props to you and we see you and oh, um, um, I would you are working you, hard. If you're here in the city, there are, I think my friend Ian's is actually a guest of the show. He's doing an understudies concert soon. Like if you ever get a chance to go see an understudies concert, yeah. I always say go. They do sometimes they're, they're some wonderful things. Usually Broadway will do um I think it's in February. I can't remember. Usually Broadway will do either understudy week or understudy yes, day. It's just like where, understudy. I think it is in February. Yeah, depending yeah. on I think the show, sometimes it's just a day where all of the understudies and swings go on and usually mm-hmm. it's like a two show day. Yep. Or it'll be a whole week or a couple of per, a couple of days that week where the yeah, understudies it's like throughout and, the course of the week several different suffer, understudies and different yeah, shows will go on. They get on. to go on, which means that um, the swings get to go on, which is also just so people Mostly can see practice. each other? People can see each other, and it's also practice for them. Practice yes. for them to actually do the show. So yes. if... I know that sometimes, a lot of times, and I'm even I'm even so guilty of doing it where I see, like, oh, well, the leads are going to be out. I don't want to see the show. But if you can put that aside, and myself included, I need to work on that as well, and go out, especially during understudy week, when you know it's going to happen, and go support those people. Um, I would be... Do it. I'm that same person where I'm like, who's in it? I don't want to see them. I know. I'm guilty of that. However, there have been times where I've gotten tickets or I've gone to see shows and an understudy has gone on and I can honestly say I've never been disappointed no but that was the same thing like, understudy that's ever when like, surprised I, understudy. every single one that I've seen I've, I've either never gone, yeah oh why are I've literally gone oh why are you the understudy I yeah. wouldn't mind you being the lead in it so but that's I, how usually you will be amazingly pleasantly surprised yes, so absolutely. don't um yeah, like go go support them. Understudy Week is usually promoted and marketed, so if you can figure, I mm-hmm. believe it's in February. We can look up when it is, but like we'll try it. We'll try as well this week. But like go support the understudies and the Swing Nation because it is usually a thankless hard job. And to those that even are on the Broadway level that are swings and covers for summer stocks and regional theaters, mm-hmm. like. I understand you may not be, your main may not be on the marquee. You may not even be in the, all the promotional material, but like the work you do is so valuable mm-hmm. and we, shows could not happen without you. No. Um, and when like, so fun fact, uh, Rent Live, depending on how you feel about the do's and don'ts of that, when they did Rent Live, the lead, lead guy, yeah. Roger hurt himself and they did not have an understudy. So they had to air like rehearsal footage. 
Yeah. Except for like, the last little, the last Where scene. he was like on crutches or something. I can't remember yeah. exactly, but it was he like. He was a, like on crutches. It, it was, was like a, a mess. table read yeah. weird thing. And that's because they didn't want have an understudy or a cover or Because they didn't think they would need one. Why do we need that? Why do we have to pay for that person? Because stuff like this happens. So it is a thankless job that, again, when we don't have you, we get awkward, weird things like Rent Live. Yeah. So thank you. So thank you guys so very much. That being said, that brings us to this week, uh, this week's tip of the week. Um, my tip of the week is always encourage your children to try everything. Mm-hmm. I have a little boy now in my Friday step club and he, it's so funny. He picks up step really, really well, but he goes, I can't dance. I can't dance at all. And I'm like, yes, you can. You, you like, you pick up step really well. This is step. It's not normal dance. And I yeah. like, it's a genre of dance, but okay. And he's like, yeah, I just don't think I can dance. And then, um, on Friday, the, I, my classroom is the auditorium. Um, but the uh, dance teacher that's doing modern, uh, Afro-modern, asked to use the stage so she could run some pieces. And I was like, yeah, sure, not a problem. So as she was running the dances on stage, he was sitting in the front row mimicking everything. Damn near perfect. And so afterwards, I came home and I said, you are really good at dance. And he was like, yeah, but I'm not a dancer. And I was like, yeah, you are. Like, you're, you're dancing. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I, I really like it. Like, you think I could switch my other club so I can have you and go to dance? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we got to, you know, we have a couple holidays coming up, but talk to me after the holiday, you know, when we're all back in program again and I'll see about switching you. And he's like, I think I really like that. Aww. I'm still not a dancer though, but it's just, and so I like, I just, and cause he himself, he's like, he's very nerdy and he's very, you know, not in, He's not stereotypically someone that would dance per se, but it's one of those things that like, he's also a, a four, third grader, a third grader in elementary school. So I'm just yeah. like, try everything, you know, and he's enjoying himself, you know? So I, I will always encourage any adult to try everything, but mm-hmm. I, to children, I say, let them learn and grow because watching him find his confidence and like, even when, you know, we talked about the show that's coming up and you somebody's like, I think I'm going to be really afraid of that. And I said, well, what if we start bringing in small audiences so you can learn to not mm. be nervous? He's like, I think I like that. You know, so like watching him yeah. work through his stage fright is such a magical experience. So I would just encourage you guys, like, let your children try things within reason. But like, let them try. It's an after school program. It's nothing mm-hmm. on his parents to yeah. let him try this. Um, so, yeah, that's my tip of the week. Try. Try yeah. everything. Um, Mine would be kind of along the same lines, but to also like with our students, um, encourage them to try everything that they can in class and celebrate the little things. I think so many times, myself included, 110%, we look for perfection and are they getting the dance move and the dance correct? Um, And I do it as well, but I'm starting to also try to take a step back and notice, especially with certain kids who struggle, like the little wins and going up to them and saying like, you did this today or like, you know, like you went in front of the entire class today. You, you used our work time proactively and you went in front of the the class today and you showed us your eight counts of your dance and you, you did that in front of everyone. And even if, you know, even if it wasn't, within the guidelines or the parameters I had set for the activity, you still practice some sort of dance and got up there mm-hmm. and shown it. And like, those are the little wins we have to remember because that is the 
self-confidence yes. um, and the passion for something that we're igniting in these kids to hopefully follow through in whatever they choose to continue with. And those skills, just like the, the confidence of just standing in front of people, like those are the things you need regardless of whether you become an artist or not teacher whatever whatever profession you go into you've got to you know like there are just certain things that the arts can instill in you that i just i'm all yeah, for same. i'm definitely all for well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode but we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that you can episodes come out every thursday <laughs> You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are at point, what, point PYT on all social media platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.